Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi. Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining me as you can each and every Sunday morning. Hopefully you've been riding with us all season and hopefully... We have helped you win some fantasy games, and hopefully we have put you in a position to where you've already clinched that playoff spot. You've already got a first-round bye, I- ideally, but some of us aren't that fortunate. You know, some of us are still fighting for our postseason lives. This is what we've been working towards all season long. Week 13, make or break our hearts. Some of us in those must-win games, like multiple people are in multiple leagues that I'm in. I'm in a must-win game. Uh, I'm also fortunate enough in one league that I have already clinched a playoff spot and I've already clinched a first-round bye. You know, hopefully, most of us are in that situation. But if not, we we push forward and we continue to try to put you in the best position that we possibly can to get into the postseason and keep your fantasy season alive right now. Hopefully, that all pays off today. Hopefully, we can go help you clinch a playoff spot. We've got some... Ugly weather in Kansas City today that could impact this Chiefs-Raiders game, but uh, hopefully it won't affect it too much. But we've got a ton of matchups to get to, so let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. And as always, Protein House Eat with a Purpose, text line 69306. Send me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Try to help you get this thing locked in so we can go win a fantasy matchup. Where I want to start, the New York Jets at the Cincinnati Bengals. Sam Darnold finally hit his stride a little bit. He's got seven touchdowns in the last two games. He's gone over 300 yards more than once. Bengals are one of the five worst defenses in the NFL. And what seems to be a lock for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft this upcoming year. Uh, I think Sam Darnold can absolutely be in your lineup. I've got him in a couple DFS lineups. Everyone, literally everyone, can run on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, If Le'Veon Bell doesn't have a monster game today, then I guess just chalk this up to a lost season being on, you know, going from the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the more consistent organizations in the NFL with the great offensive line, to the bottom-feeding New York Jets with one of the worst offensive lines in football with a, uh, a clueless head coach who has way more power than he probably deserves. And you've got uh, a veteran running back who's supposed to be a superstar who has been absolutely awful and has probably done more damage to your fantasy team than he has really helped it. If he doesn't get right today against the Bengals, which literally everyone runs on the Bengals, then I don't know. I I mean, if you're honestly still in playoff contention with Le'Veon Bell as your starting running back and you've been starting him each and every week, which you probably have, that's impressive. You, you've done enough. You've done enough to get here. So I think you got to ride with him today and see what happens. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder should be in your lineup. I, I, I mean, 
I, I don't want to say should be in your lineup, but they do have a nice matchup today. Um, but for some reason, neither one of them produces when the other produces. So if one of them has a good game, the other guy does literally nothing. And part part of that's because they're in a bad offense. So they're both risky and in a must-win situation. I'm not confident starting either of them. Like, I've got Robbie Anderson in the lineup, but that's a super deep dynasty league where you just have to put in guys who, who are just on the field, basically. So outside of that, I really don't want to start either one of them. I am, however, starting Ryan Griffin. He should be in your lineup. He's got five touchdowns on the year. He's been one of Sam Darnold's favorite targets. Uh, what, what, what could have been Chris Herndon, the much more talented player, the lost season, but Ryan Griffin, the journeyman tight end, having a very nice productive season for the Jets. He's got to be in your lineup today. I believe in what is another very good matchup for him as well. Um, I'm on board with the return of the red rifle today. Andy Dalton is going to come out slinging. Andy Dalton sat back and like played ball with the Bengals was nice professional got benched for no reason. They're a garbage football team. He got benched essentially so they could lock up the number one pick. And now that they're now that they basically have there's, uh, Andy, we'll throw you back in. We'll throw you back to the Wolves and see what you can do for us. I like Andy Dalton today. He's obviously an upgrade over what they've been trotting out there. And he's just got a nice matchup. Like, the the the, the Jets secondary is almost as bad as the Bucks secondary. And the Bucks secondary is one of the worst secondaries I've ever seen on a professional football field. The Jets are right there. Like, outside of Jamal Adams, the Jets are absolutely brutal in that secondary. So I think Andy Dalton, who is available in every league, I think if you are in a uh, bind today, you've got there. There's some gross weather all around the NFL today. There's some guys, some tough matchups. There's some quarterbacks that I, I I might be fading a little bit. Andy Dalton, I think, is a guy that you could probably go pick up and play today, and that of course means that I really like Tyler Boyd, who's up. Uh, numbers were much better with Andy Dalton. Tyler Boyd still coming off a nice game last week. Tyler Boyd still been. A, Fairly productive considering he's on a team that hasn't won a football game all season. I think Tyler Boyd is a talented player. I think that he is a guy that I'm putting in multiple lineups today because, again, he plays for he plays for the Bengals that haven't won a game all season, so a lot of people are fading Tyler Boyd. I like his matchup a lot today. Uh, Jets are bottom five against opposing wide receivers. They have, however, been very, very good against the run. So Joe Mixon has an absolutely awful matchup. I am not starting Joe Mixon in any format today. The Jets haven't allowed a rushing touchdown in over a month. Their run defense has been very good all season long. Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Eric Ebron is out today. Jack Doyle's going to take over as the top tight end. Um, If you combine their numbers as a whole and made them just one fantasy tight end, they're actually like a top 10 tight end. Like neither one of them has been good this season, but ideally... With Jack Doyle taking over as that lead guy, hopefully he will get all of that Eric Ebron work too, and that puts him in a good position, I, I think, today, especially when the Colts don't have T.Y. Hilton again. Uh, Titans' run defense has struggled a little bit, so I expect this to be a very run-heavy game. I, I, I'm not going out and adding Zach Pascal. We've we've tried that already, you know, and, and, and it's burned us, but I do think that Jack Doyle, you know, it's a tight end. You just need a warm body, a guy who's got a chance at a touchdown. I think Jack Doyle is a guy that you can absolutely play today, but I do believe this is going to be a very run-heavy attack again. Jonathan Williams, back-to-back 100-yard games, got a ton of work last week. 
I think he's going to get a ton of carries this week, too. It seems like the Colts are perfectly fine with, you know, Jonathan Williams until we get Marlon Mack back. We're just going to run Jonathan Williams into the ground. Uh, that being said, I'm not starting Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I, I don't trust this passing game right now. And, the, and the, Col- the Colts have taken a step back over the last several weeks. So I don't really trust Jacoby, but I do trust Jonathan Williams. I do trust that they are going to give him the ball 20 times in this game. So hopefully that happens because I think he can help you win a game today. Uh, Derrick Henry, just been an absolute monster. I, th- th- there's no other way to say it. He's been one of the five best running backs in football this season. A- and right now, He's arguably, outside of Christian McCaffrey, the most productive fantasy running back. Like, he, he's been absolutely incredible. So, obviously, you play him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been really good and seems like he's going to be the Titans' long-term starter. He's going to get a big contract because of how he's played, and he's put the Titans back into the playoff race. Like, this this is really a, a must-win game for both of these football teams. So, it's a, it's a gross divisional matchup, and I generally try to avoid the Titans at all costs. But Ryan Tannehill's been so productive, it's hard to make a case how you couldn't go pick him up and play him if he's still available, and he's still available in some leagues. He's been very a very, very productive fantasy quarterback. Colts' defense is good, but they aren't elite at anything, really. Like They don't do anything that really scares you. So, you know, I, I'm not fading guys against the Colts' defense. You know, Corey Davis hasn't done anything all year, and he's been banged up, so you're not playing him. But... I might be interested in A.J. Brown. Like, it's been the A.J. Brown show. He's scored in four of the five games with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. A.J. Brown, one of my favorite dynasty players right now, too. I think he's a very, very talented wide receiver. Um, It's a tough matchup on paper, but he's been so involved, and he's gotten so much opportunity, and he's shown that he's not just a a big-bodied wide receiver. He is also explosive. I think A.J. Brown in a pinch is a guy you could absolutely put in your lineup today. Um, Delaney Walker went on IR, so Jonu Smith could be in the mix today. They haven't really been using their tight ends much, but the Colts haven't been particularly good against tight end position this season, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Miami Dolphins. Eagles expect to get Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar back today. Uh, I think you can play Alshon. I I know the Eagles, we did this last week with Carson Wentz. And I, I burned myself. I started Carson Wentz in multiple lineups despite the wide receiver injuries because I thought against a suspect Seahawks defense, he could still get it done. I still had faith in Carson Wentz. He's a guy that I've been riding with all season long. You know, I, I benched him for a month because he had brutal matchups, and it was awful last week. But the Seahawks are a much better overall football team than the Miami Dolphins, so I do like Alshon Jeffrey today. I do like Carson Wentz. And I absolutely love Miles Sanders. No Jordan Howard again today. Uh, Miles Sanders has been the clear-cut guy. You know, Jay Ajayi is going to get some snaps, and he's going to be involved a little bit. But Sanders is the guy. I I think Sanders is set to explode today against a garbage Dolphins run defense. Uh, The only Dolphin you can really consider playing is Devontae Parker. Eagles secondary has improved over the last month as they've gotten more healthy. Uh, But you know Fitzmagic is going to try to sling it, and that's going to give Devontae Parker a chance. Devontae Parker... Has been one of the on one of the worst teams in the NFL. Devontae Parker has been kind of a feel-good fantasy story this season. A guy that was completely written off, a former first-round pick with a with a lot of talent, but he's playing for one of the worst organizations in football. Uh, so I, I think Devontae Parker is a guy that you can take a chance on today. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. So there are multiple games that I'm a little scared of today. You know, I've told you all season long, 
I tend not to move away from guys in fantasy football because of weather. You know, these are professional athletes. They've played in bad weather weather before. They can fight through it. But what does scare me, high winds. And that's something that could come into effect today out at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, It was just snowing a little bit ago. I think it stopped now. Uh, So there's not really a chance for rain anymore, but there is cause for concern because it's expected to be cold today out at Arrowhead against the Oakland Raiders. There's expected to be high winds up to 20 miles per hour with 30 miles per hour. Gus, obviously you're not going to bench Patrick Mahomes, but that could damper the passing game a little bit, and I'm a little weary of it. Uh, Same thing could be said for this Jacksonville-Tampa Bay game, which has all the makings of a great game for Nick Foles. Expected to be raining, expected to be high winds. It's something to keep an eye on, but it's not something that I'm willing to bench guys in plus matchups for. So, yo, you're still starting your Chiefs. You're still starting. I think you can still start Nick Foles. I think you're still starting your Tampa Bay wide receivers against Jacksonville. You're. It's not going to be bad enough in my mind to where you're just going to move off of all of those guys in favorable matchups. Uh, we need to hit a quick timeout. Again, Protein House, eat with a purpose, text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I'll try to answer those. When we get back, our Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, December 1st. At quarterback, I have Jared Goff, and I stacked him with wide receiver Brandon Cooks. At running back, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. At wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. and Deontay Johnson. At tight end, I have the chief, Travis Kelsey. My flex is running back, Benny Snell Jr., and my defense is the Green Bay Packers. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate's coming up at 1.25 p.m. as we preview Chiefs and Raiders. Talk to you then. Arrowhead Pride tailgate is again coming up today at 125. I will be immediately followed by my guy, Jay Binkley. He'll he'll be with you from uh, 10 to 12 today, trying to get you ready for uh, the Sunday slate of action around the NFL. Uh, Nobody really has your football needs covered like we do here at 610 Sports Radio, whether it's uh, the Therese Paler show every Monday night at 6, him and BK. Uh, talking all things football and covering the NFL like only we can do here at 610. Uh, players only each and every week with Dana Hughes, with Joe Mays, college football, our guy Jay Binkley every Thursday night. Uh, nobody really does it like we do during football season for you here at 610 Sports Radio. Go line Goat. Mark Ingram has been absolutely amazing this season. I I know this seems risky with a very tough matchup on paper against the San Francisco 49ers today. Uh, They've been one of the best defenses in football all season long. They're just straight up one of the best teams in football in a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender in my mind. With that defense playing at an all-world level, and Lamar Jackson being a legitimate MVP candidate. I can't wait to watch this game. But Mark Ingram, like where you've been able to exploit the San Francisco 49ers, you've been able to burn them on the ground. And Mark Ingram's been an absolute beast. Lamar, It helps that Lamar Jackson's an MVP candidate, and nobody can seem to stop him or figure out how to slow his rushing ability down. That helps Mark Ingram a lot. I love Mark Ingram today. I think he's in a very good position even in a tough matchup, to have a very productive fantasy day. Loud wrong. I already talked about it a little bit, but Carson went 
Carson Wentz, even without pass catchers, I talked myself into starting him last week over Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was a mistake. I wound up losing in that particular league, but it was this blind faith that I've been showing towards Carson Wentz all fantasy season. I told you that I sat him down for a month, but it was specifically so I would have him for this postseason stretch because he's got a string of fantastic matchups, and I get that I was wrong. But I'm still riding with him today against the Miami Dolphins. He's got Alshon Jeffrey back. He's got Nelson Aguilar back. Uh, Zach Ertz is banged up, but he's expected to play Dallas Goddard. Against the Miami Dolphins, like, everybody can put up points against the Miami Dolphins except for Sam Darnold, apparently. Carson Wentz is much better than Sam Darnold, I believe. You know, he he got torched by a questionable Seahawks defense last week, but it, it wasn't a very favorable matchup. And he's got injuries all across the offensive line. They're getting healthier. I like Carson Wentz today. I have faith that he's going to get it done against the Miami Dolphins. All birds. So, this lineup is kind of weird. It's There's a lot of favorable value today in our, in our daily plays. And I talked myself into Nick Foles, but... And I still love Nick Foles, but the weather is kind of making me question that pick. So it's basically right now at my quarterback position. It's between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. I will lock that in later, but I think you can play either of those guys in very favorable matchups, and they can both find a way to produce for you today. Miles Sanders is a must play for me, in my opinion, against the Miami Dolphins, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. No Jordan Howard today. Miles Sanders has been the guy. He's a very talented player, and they want to find a way to get him more involved. And when the Eagles have played their best football this season, it's when they've dominated on the ground. I think they do that today with Miles Sanders. I absolutely love him today. Uh, Ronald Jones in a very nice matchup. Ronald Jones seems like he has finally locked up that backfield as his own. And Jacksonville has just been awful against the run. It's crazy, but they've been getting torched on the ground by absolutely everybody, especially in a game where... Super questionable weather, high winds, rain. I think Ronald Jones has an opportunity to be very productive today. And I'm not fading DJ Chark even because of that questionable weather. The matchup's just too favorable. He'll still find a way, even in a game where they might not be able to stretch the field as much as they want to. I think Jacksonville is still going to get DJ Chark involved. And as we saw a couple of weeks ago, he's perfectly capable of taking a slant 50 yards to the house. I still love DJ Chark today to bounce back after a slow slow game last week. And my guy, Tyler Boyd, I'm going to ride with him. I put it out there. You can question it all you want. I like what Tyler Boyd's going to have an opportunity to do today against the Jets. And I'll shot Jeffrey. I got to take some chances in this Miami Dolphins game. Matchup's too favorable. Eagles need it too bad. I'll shot Jeffrey's supposedly healthy. I think he's got a chance to finally produce today. Ryan Griffin has been a remarkable tight end this season for the New York Jets. Got five touchdowns on the season. He's been absolutely terrific. I like Ryan Griffin a lot today. And because I spent so favorably early on in my lineup, that gave me the ability to put Tyreek Hill into my flex because I had so much extra cash available. Tyreek Hill and an incredible matchup against an awful Raiders secondary. Even in a high win football game, Tyreek Hill is going to be heavily involved in the offense. He's been one of the best wide receivers in football when he's on the field and healthy. I love Tyreek Hill today. And my defense, the Los Angeles Chargers going against the Denver Broncos and first-time starter Drew Locke. That's not going to make me fade Cortland Sutton much, but 
I still like the Chargers and their ability, as they are expected to have Derwin James back. They're expected to have Adrian Phillips back. I think the Chargers have a nice game today against the Denver Broncos. Let's get back to some matchups. The Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. This is another game where uh, weather could play a little bit of a factor, but I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has really only been productive in three games this season. It's really only been, well, productive might not be the best way to say it, has really only been fantasy relevant in three games. Like, there's really only three games this season where you put in Aaron Rodgers and you were happy with the result that you got. Uh, But the Giants have given up top 10 finishes to opposing quarterbacks in like eight straight weeks. So if Aaron Rodgers can't get it done today, then I'm a little bit worried about the Packers moving forward. I I think that he will. I think that it's a favorable enough matchup that I think that he has to get it done. Uh, Devontae Adams has to go off today. Uh, he, he's only got one touchdown on the season, but I think he's in a very nice matchup. I think he's got an opportunity. Uh, Aaron Jones was outsnapped by Jamal Williams last week. Uh, they haven't been using him, and the Giants' run defense has actually been uh, quite a bit better since they added Leonard Williams. Uh, I, I don't think that you have better plays, though, than Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, so I think that you still have to put both those guys into your lineup. There's too much upside with both to just straight-up bench them. Uh, Saquon Barkley hasn't rushed for more than 72 yards in six straight games, and he's only got one touchdown over that span. Uh, That's brutal for a guy that you were taking at number one or number two overall in your fantasy drafts. There's an opportunity here for him to, you know, break out a little bit today, though. The Packers have been absolutely brutal against opposing running attacks all season long. Uh, He has to find a way to get it done. They don't have Golden Tate. He's out of this game with a concussion, but they do have Sterling Shepard back from his second concussion on the season. So hopefully he doesn't get another concussion. I don't think it's safe to have Sterling Shepard on a football field, but he's playing. So he might be a guy that you take a look at, but I don't love the matchup. Packers secondary still been pretty solid. Uh, They've had some bad games, but they've still been overall a pretty solid secondary. So Darius Slayton with no Golden Tate, probably going to be a popular play for people today. I still don't love him. I I love Darius Slayton's talent. I love him moving forward. I just don't love him much today, but they also don't have Evan Ingram in this game. So, so Darius Slayton could be a guy that you take a chance on. I'd rather take a chance on Darius Slayton than Sterling Shepard, to be completely honest. And I'm not going to play Daniel Jones. Knock out one more before we catch up with my good friend, Ben Heisler. Uh, The Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Nick Chubb still has at least 23 carries in every game with Kareem Hunt involved this season. Uh, It's not a great matchup, but the Browns offense has been better with this heavy running back approach. Oh, Kareem Hunt's going to be involved. Nick Chubb's still going to be involved. I still like both of them despite the tough matchup. Hunt is getting at least 10 touches a game. Uh, th- this offense has been much improved over over the last couple of weeks with both these guys involved. The offense has to run through them. It can't all be put on Baker Mayfield's shoulders. But when it has run through them, Baker's been much more productive. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been the Browns' number one wide receiver, not Odell Beckham. He's got a score in four straight games. Uh, Brown's offense is is getting better. Odell had 10 targets the last, last time they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, wasn't super productive with it, but he did get the targets. I wouldn't start Baker in this game, but I think that any of these of the four guys, the Chubb, Hunt, Odell, Jarvis Landry, I think all those guys are still viable, even against a tough Steelers defense. Uh, Duck Hodges gets the start. I don't know his real name, and I don't need to waste my time trying to figure it out. Don't start him and don't start any Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Uh, since getting their secondary healthy, the Browns have actually been pretty good against opposing passing attacks. So I don't love any of these wide receivers. Obviously, their pass rush is still suffering uh, with no Miles Garrett. Uh, no Juju to today, though. James Conner's doubtful. He's likely out. The only reasonable start, I, I think, in the passing game is, is James Washington. But I, I don't really want to put my playoff life on James Washington. Benny Snell should get a lot of work against a bad Browns run defense. So he's really the only viable starter that the Steelers have in fantasy football today, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's hit a quick break. When we get back, we're going to catch up with my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I'm Steven Serta. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Continue to send me your lineup questions, and I will try to answer those all throughout the show. See if we can't go get that playoff spot locked up today in week 13 of NFL action. But right now, I am joined by Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Heiss, I uh, I hope you've already clinched several playoff spots in all of your fantasy leagues. How are you doing on this gross Sunday morning in Kansas City? I'm good, sir. I have clinched a handful of spots. Still got a couple battles ahead, and you're right. Like I was in Chicago the past few days for a wedding. I thought the weather was nasty and disgusting there. I heard it was 60 degrees yesterday, and I get to come back to this, so lucky me. Yeah, it was beautiful yesterday. A little windy, but it was a very nice day. I did a lot of fun stuff yesterday. I'm just going to lock myself inside today. It's awful, and I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm afraid it's going to affect this game today at Arrowhead. I, it's a very nice game for the Kansas City Chiefs, very good matchup for our fantasy players on the Chiefs roster. Uh I'm not so worried about the wind that I'm just going to bench the Chiefs, but I'm curious how you feel because that that that's the only weather scenario really, high winds that I that I get super concerned about in most instances. Yeah, you're 100% right and I think a lot of people tend to overreact to rain, people tend to overreact to snow, but anytime you have gusts where it starts to get in that 15 to 20 25 mile per hour range and I haven't seen the exact forecast since I've come back in, but uh, I, I do know that, you know, especially in the deep ball, which is so prevalent to how the Chiefs just killed the Raiders in the past, that it, that it could be relevant here. And, and maybe the wind dies down and all is able to still find Tyreek Hill and everything is sort of a, a moot point at that point. But I, I'm not benching any of my Chiefs at this point. I, I think some of the Raiders still are in play as well. Uh, but definitely keep your eye on the forecast. Um, again, you can use Tyreek Hill in a variety of ways. I think about how Matt Moore was able to incorporate him into the offense. Matt Moore wasn't chucking the ball deep, but you can run a crossing route with Tyreek. He breaks it flat, and then all of a sudden you're, you're hitting Tater at 60 yards later. So I think it's still a high total. Uh, I still think a lot of these guys are in play. I do think Oakland keeps it close, and I think a lot of people might be overreacting to how bad that loss was against the Jets because, frankly, I think they were looking forward to this game. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think Oakland is still going to – I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, you know, Derek Carr has traditionally struggled at Arrowhead Stadium, but I think the weather's going to play a factor into it. And Josh Jacobs, I think, is set for a very good matchup. But I'm curious how you feel about the Chiefs running backs today. They've already ruled Damian Williams out of this game. So that means it's going to be LaShawn McCoy and Daryl Williams, I guess. I don't really have faith in starting either one of them, even in a decent matchup against a Oakland run defense. 
point, Serta, I had conviction in starting Shady McCoy, even with Damian Williams out, but I, I no longer share that same conviction. You know, LaShawn McCoy will get a couple carries. He might break a couple. He might find himself into the end zone. But then is Daryl Williams going to be the guy getting the third and fourth quarter touches? Who's going to be the guy that puts this game away with the Chiefs being 10-point favorites at home? Uh, we just don't know each week. They, they keep teasing about maybe at some point incorporating more of Darwin Thompson into the mix. It just feels like unless Damian Williams is 100% healthy, we don't know who the lead back is going to be because they tend to either go with the hot hand or they mix it up or somebody fumbles. And so, you know, I, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just not playing any Chiefs running backs. Uh, the match would have to be so substantially good that you have to say to yourself, there's no way that I couldn't keep this person out of the lineup. And Oakland has been okay against the run. They haven't been outstanding, but they haven't been atrocious either. They have a pretty solid front seven. So I'm staying away from Chiefs running backs this week. I'd rather have my attention be focused uh, on the passing game. Because, again, even with the high wins, Mahomes can still beat you in a wide variety of ways. Yeah, I just find it, from a non-fantasy perspective, I would like to just see Daryl Williams get, like, 20 carries because I think that he could produce that way, and I have more faith in him at this point than LaShawn McCoy. But, yeah, I I think you just have to avoid it altogether. It's if it were up to Andy, and it should be up to Andy, but I feel like he still runs the ball because he feels like he has to. But I think Andy would rather yeah. just throw the ball 60 times a game and never run it. Right. I mean, that's always been Andy Reid's M.O. You know, even from the days in Philadelphia. Like, you know, we all made fun of Andy Reid at the time. Like, oh, Andy Reid, like, clearly you have to, like, put a gun in his head to, like, even consider running the ball. Uh, and now, like, that's become the norm in tradition in now current modern NFL offenses. So, like, he's always been ahead of his time. But the also the other thing to consider, too, is that you know, he uses his running back so well in the screen game. Uh, it's an area that actually has worked out for all four of the running backs on their roster. But, again, until you have consistency and volume, like, those are the targets and those are the guys that you're looking for. Uh, when putting together a fantasy lineup. And the problem was, even though they're in ideal spots, even though they had so much production last year, you just can't rely on one guy from a week-to-week level, and that's what makes these projections so hard. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson both have very tough matchups today. Would you consider benching either one of them in a must-win Week 13 game? No. In, in, in any sort of good conscience, how can you say, I'm going to bench the guy that is set to break Pat Mahomes' fantasy quarterback points record from the season ago? Lamar Jackson is almost averaging 30 DraftKings points per game. Like, if you're looking at, like, traditional fantasy numbers at the quarterback spot, it's almost at, like, 28.5 points per game. It's absurd. Like, he, he's beating out Russell Wilson, who's still a fellow MVP candidate. Whether you believe that... Uh, Lamar Jackson has completely wrapped up the MVP discussion. I I think it's certainly a valid one. But Russell Wilson's still been an MVP up until last week, and he's outscoring him by about four and a half points per game. As for Deshaun Watson, tell me if you're on the same wavelength as me, Serta, but I think about how Baltimore beat the Patriots in a very similar quarterback. Now, again, Watson is is probably going to be throwing it a little bit more than Lamar Jackson. Uh, granted, John Harbaugh, I like from a coaching perspective far more than Bill O'Brien. But I also think that, like, if there's going to be a type of team and a type of quarterback that can beat the Patriots' defense and find mismatches and take advantage, it's somebody like Deshaun Watson. So I don't think he's necessarily going to have a gangbusters type of performance. I don't think he's going to light up the scoreboard, but am I benching? 
him, I, I think it depends on for who. Like, if, if, I, if I have Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, I'm playing Aaron Rodgers this weekend. You know, like, that's the type of consideration I'd have to have to myself to bench Deshaun Watson, even though he's coming off a couple of rough weeks. But, yes, it's a tough matchup. I like the fact that it's at home, and I think he'll do just fine. While I love Deshaun Watson, I think he's an incredible player, and I give him all the credit in the world. I think that that that, that situation where maybe they could adopt a you know Lamar type of game plan, I just think that's giving Bill O'Brien too much credit. <laughs> I don't I don't have faith that's that he would. True. I I don't have faith in Bill at all. But I, I think Lamar, of course, I think you have to play him no matter what. Uh, even against the Patriots, he was still productive. But I think I could talk myself into. Andy Dalton or Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz over Deshaun Watson today? Uh, it's, here's the thing. like All of these scenarios are, are, are ideal matchups. Uh, I worry a little bit about who Carson Wentz is going to throw to. Uh, you know, We've seen some, some injury concerns with, with Zach Ertz pop up. Alshon Jeffrey still skipping around a little bit. But again, it's still Miami. Philadelphia needs this game so badly to just have any sort of chance remaining. So I like the matchup for Wentz. I'm looking at Andy Dalton not necessarily as a season-long play, even though the matchup against the Jets' corners is really good. Um, I, I think he's like the perfect cash game quarterback on draft games. He's only $4,700. Andy Dalton was not the reason that the Bengals uh, had had a terrible season. Uh, but he does have some nice receiving weapons. Tyler Boyd will probably be very popular. Uh, Auden Tate is a nice value play. Um, and then Sam Darnold, like I – Sam Darnold is coming off of one of his best performances of the year. I think Cincinnati is like, this is, they're looking at this game as like, this is our one final chance to actually win a game this year. And I don't know if they'll necessarily struggle, but I do think there's going to be some offensive production on both sides. And I do think the Jets are going to lose the game today. So I still think I'd lean to Sean Watson over Sam Darnold, but again, I understand the perspective as to why. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that helped you go. Go win this playoff matchup, clinch that playoff spot. Uh, he joins us each and every week at 930. Thank you very much, Ben. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, sir. Good luck this week, my friend. Over the top. This is usually reserved for a wide receiver, but uh, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers today. He's only had three really viable fantasy games all season, but if he can't turn turn it around against this giant secondary, even in a matchup where weather might come into play. I, I don't care. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like, I, I think he's due for a couple of bombs today. And I think that in a season where he has struggled quite a bit, but the Packers are still a playoff team. They have still, uh, they, they have still kind of shown themselves to be one of the better teams in the NFC. I, I think they are much better team than the giants. Obviously. I think Aaron Rodgers has to find a way to get it done today. Uh, the running game has struggled a little bit lately. Aaron Jones hasn't been nearly as productive, hasn't been nearly as explosive. Jamal Williams has slowed down. Uh, Jimmy Graham's been absolutely awful outside of Devontae Adams. They got nobody to throw to. I still have faith that Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done today. I think that he's got to be in your fantasy lineup. Knock out one more matchup. The Washington R's at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers have given up a rushing touchdown in seven straight games. I love Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson today. Uh, this, I hope, has – I think this has a good chance for Dar for Darius Geis to be his legitimate NFL breakout game against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. And Adrian Peterson, he's still going to be involved. He is nursing uh, a couple of injuries as he is 
always at this point in his career, but he's still expected to play. They're both still going to be involved, but I like I like both of them. I prefer guys, but I'm willing to play both of them if I have to, if I don't have a choice. Uh, Terry McLaurin hasn't scored or topped over 100 yards with Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback. I, I'm not ready to write off Dwayne Haskins as a bust because I don't think he has any help with that coaching staff. But it's been it's been brutal. It, it's been bad. Washington's a bad team, a bad organization. They've done nothing to help their young quarterback. It's been absolutely awful. I don't think you can start Terry. Uh, and and I don't think you can start Terry again this season, to be completely honest. You know, I, I don't have his schedule pulled up in front of me. Maybe he's got a, a very favorable matchup. And the Panthers on paper aren't a horrible matchup. But he's going to see... Bradbury a lot, who's their best corner. He's a he's a solid corner. So I'm not I'm not playing Terry, not playing any other Washington pass catcher or offensive player outside of Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson. On the other side, obviously you play Christian McCaffrey. Washington's defense has actually been okay over the last month or so against opposing passing attacks. Uh so I, I don't think you should be starting Kyle Allen anyway. I, I'm not gonna try to talk you into that. Uh, and DJ Moore has been the clear-cut top guy over the last month or so. Uh, so I, I still like DJ Moore despite a tough matchup. He does have the toughest matchup of any Panthers wide receiver in terms of cornerback wide receiver matchups. Uh, Curtis Samuel does have a favorable matchup against a rookie corner, so he might have a chance to go catch a deep ball today. Um, but you, you don't have a ton of faith in, in either of those guys with Kyle Allen as the quarterback. Greg Olson actually been all right recently, so I think he can be in play today because, you know, tight ends in fantasy football. Uh, but when we we a quick timeout when we get back our top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson with Arrowhead Pride. Here's my daily fantasy lineup for week 13. I'm going with Patrick LaVon Mahomes at the quarterback spot. First time back at Arrowhead in 49 days. Josh Jacobs and uh, Miles Sanders are my running back positions. At the receiver spots, I am going with DJ Chark, Cooper Cup, and I am stacking Sammy Watkins with Patrick Mahomes this game. Uh, Darren Waller at the tight end spot, keeping it in the AFC West in my flex with Philip Lindsay and going with the Carolina Panthers as my defense. Be sure to stick around and listen to me and Pete Sweeney today on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate. We'll be covering the game about two hours before kickoff, getting you ready for a big AFC West matchup. Catch you later. Again, my guy Jay Binkley coming up in about... 12 minutes taken over for me. He'll be with you until noon today. Don't forget to download the radio.com app. That way you can like and subscribe to all of our content on the 435 Podcast Network. We do a lot of really cool stuff here at 610 Sports Radio. You can also download the Force to Punt podcast with me and Dusty Likens twice a week, every uh, Tuesday and Thursday. We release that bad boy and we try to uh, help you set your fantasy lineups and try to get you up to date on everything throughout the week. That way, you know, you don't have to wait till Sunday morning to get all the information you need to go win your fantasy playoff matchups. You can do it throughout the week. But the only way you can do it is if you download the radio.com app and you go like and subscribe to the Force to Punt podcast. Top off player of the week. It has to be Nick Foles, right? 
I've been waiting to do this all season, but he's been hurt. I had to give him a couple of weeks to make sure he wasn't just going to get benched for Gardner Minshew again. It's going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is a weather game. But it's kind of the week of the QBs in fantasy. I think there's a ton of QBs with really, really great matchups today. And I love Nick Foles today. I I, I love him paired with DJ Chark because I think there's going to be an opportunity here. The Bucs give up up passing yards to everybody. They get torched by everybody through the air. And even in a game where weather might affect some things, I think he can still hit DJ Chark in stride for a 60-yard slant touchdown. So I got a lot of faith today in my guy, Nick Foles. Soft hands catch. Looking end zone again for Boyd. Adjustment and the catch. Back to back and Boyd's in the end zone. I know they're the worst team in the NFL, but Tyler Boyd is a good football player. I think his fantasy upside only climbs with Andy Dalton back as their starting quarterback. I absolutely love Tyler Boyd today. I like him a lot moving forward the rest of the season, to be completely honest, because I have a little bit of faith in Andy Dalton that he's at least better than, I don't even know the name of the other quarterback, Ryan Finley, I think. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just mentioned, I'm starting Nick Foles this week. Bucks have allowed multiple touchdowns in eight straight games. Everyone scores on them without a doubt starting DJ Chark. Uh, D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley are both potential top-end sleepers today. Opposing wide receivers are averaging over 200 yards collectively and two touchdowns per game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get torched by absolutely everybody. Their run defense has slowed down a little bit, but it's still pretty good. Uh, I mean, Leonard Fournette's in your lineup. He's just, you're not, you're not going to find another running back that's going to have potential to get 25 carries. Uh, the Jags are are getting run on by everybody. So far this season, uh, it's just they're, they're just not a good run defense. That makes Ronald Jones a must start for me today. I've got him in a couple of lineups. He's shown he's the guy in that backfield. Finally, Jags pass defense was still looking good for a while once they traded Jalen Ramsey, but they haven't been as great lately. Uh, I still like Mike Evans. I still like Chris, Chris Godwin. Uh, they seem to trade off big games, however, though. And, you know, Godwin coming off of the big game seems like it should be an Evans day. I, I don't think you can afford to bench either one of them. Obviously, they're still both extremely, extremely talented players. Uh, Godwin does have the tougher matchup with DJ Hayden, who has not given up a touchdown so far this season in his coverage. Don't mess with any Tampa Bay tight ends. It's There's just no reason. But you, you could still start Jameis Winston today. The San Francisco 49ers at the Baltimore Ravens. The uh, Niners were an all-rushing attack, but that's not the case anymore. They've unleashed Jimmy G quite a bit, and the Ravens' run defense is top five in virtually every category against opposing running backs. Tevin Coleman's still a start, but he's not someone you start with much confidence. He's been pretty brutal over the last month or so since having a a monster game, Uh, but he's still with no Matt Breida today. He's still going to get more volume than a lot of guys that you can bank on, and it's still in a very good offense, so I think you still have to start Tevin Coleman Um, But Jimmy G has been lighting it up lately. The Ravens secondary since adding Marcus Peters looks like it's the best secondary in the league. So since adding Marcus Peters, they're barely giving up 200 passing yards a game. So I I don't love this matchup for Jimmy G. I don't love the matchup for Emmanuel Sanders or Debo Samuel. Uh, It's brutal. Uh, The Ravens have only allowed one wide receiver touchdown in the last five games. George Kittle, a very tough matchup. The Ravens have only given up 
one tight end touchdown over the last month, but it's George Kittle, so you still play him. I think I'm avoiding Sanders and Samuel today, however. Uh, don't bench Lamar Jackson. I know it's a tough matchup. We just talked about it with Ben Heisler. He's the MVP candidate. He's on pace to set fantasy records, and he produced even against the Patriots. You still play Lamar today. I think he's still gonna he's still gonna do what he does, which is be really really hard to contain. And you might not he might not be able to pass much in this game, but the running ability is still going to be there. You still play Lamar, and I still like Mark Ingram a lot. I already told you about it earlier in the show. You can run on the Niners a little bit. I think Mark Ingram is set to have a very nice game today, even in a uh, tough matchup on paper. Mark Andrews has been scoring lately, but the Niners are the best tight end defense in the NFL. It's it's a brutal matchup for Andrews, but I still find in the tight end wasteland, I, I think you still have to play Mark Andrews, to be completely honest. Uh, Hollywood Brown was great last week, but the Niners' pass defense has been stingy all season. Uh, they've been just as stingy as the Patriots' pass defense, so I am not playing Hollywood this week. Uh, the Rams at the Cardinals, Jared Goff, awful this season. Cooper Cup has had three consecutive poor outings, but Cup prior to that was a locked top five wide receiver each week. And the Cardinals have given up 11 touchdowns to slot wide receivers this season. Just the slot. I think Cooper Cup going to have a nice game today. I still don't trust Goff. I'm not putting Goff in any lineups, but Cooper Cup still has to be locked in. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks are viable because the Cardinals have been that bad against the pass, but I don't think you can start either of them with any type of confidence. So do so at your own risk. Cardinals the worst Worst in the NFL against opposing tight ends. Gerald Everett is super banged up, though, and he might not even play. If he doesn't, Tyler Higby could be a last-minute add-and-play guy if, you, if you're really desperate. Uh, Todd Gurley has been getting a lot more work, so maybe this is that late-season push the Rams have been promising us with Gurley. Uh, he's got a great matchup, so Gurley should be in your lineup. Kyler Murray has been very, very good lately. He should be in your lineup, in my opinion. Rams defense doesn't especially scare you. They don't do anything super elite or anything like that uh i do like christian kirk but he'll likely see some jalen ramsey as they start moving christian kirk outside more as opposed to being in the slot all the time so that's a concern cardinals are expected to have david johnson back uh chase edmonds back and Kenyon drake i think Kenyon drake's still the clear-cut starter he's averaging over five yards per carry since they traded for him uh but the rams are a decent run defense so i don't i don't love the matchup and you know with all three of those guys it, it could wind up getting a little bit more diluted than i'm really interested uh, the Chargers hit the Broncos. I'm not interested in playing Phillip Rivers or Keenan Allen today. Keenan did nothing in the first matchup against the Broncos. It, it's absolutely mind-blowing that Mike Williams still hasn't scored a touchdown this season. He's due for a touchdown, but it just keeps on happening, so I don't know how you can have confidence in him scoring a touchdown. Uh, you have to start Hunter Henry. It's a tough matchup against the Broncos, uh, but, you know, tight ends. So, so start Hunter Henry. I, I don't like the Chargers much today. The running game... Is a tough spot as well. Broncos run defense has been top 10 uh, lately. They've been very, very good. So I doubt you have anything better than Austin Eckler or Melvin Gordon. I think you still have to play them, but uh, Gordon is obviously the guy that uh, has been getting all the running work lately. And on the other side, Drew Locke is expected to start in this game. Uh, the Chargers are getting back Derwin James. He could make his return. He could make a season debut. Uh, it sucks because I still love Cortland Sutton, who has found a way to produce with no matter no matter who's throwing him the football but I do not trust Drew Locke whatsoever. I, I think this is a Chargers game. Outside of that, I think the only guy you can really start, Chargers have been a great tight end defense, so I don't think you can play Noah Fant today. I think Phillip Lindsay is the only guy you can have locked into your lineup with any type of confidence for the Broncos today. I'm still starting Sutton because he's been so good, but I, I, I'm, I'm worried about it. 
The uh, Raiders at the Chiefs. Josh Jacobs obviously in for a good matchup today against the Chiefs. Uh, Derek Carr's been brutal against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And that the concern with the win, I don't think that I'm playing Derek Carr. I know some people have faith that he can get it done today. I don't think that I believe that. With the weather, with the Arrowhead Stadium crowd, I, I don't trust Derek Carr at all today. And I don't really trust any any Raiders pass catchers outside of Darren Waller. None of them have been producing lately, including Waller. But the Chiefs do give up a ton of receptions to tight ends. He had six catches in the first matchup earlier this season. Uh, for the Chiefs, of course, you play Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey. I don't care what the matchup is. Ike Sammy could be in play today, but I'm a little more interested in the boomer bust potential on McCole Hardman. Hardman, even with the limited snaps, is outscoring Sammy Watkins in fantasy this season, even with the severely limited snap counts. He's just... He's been that explosive. They find a way to put him in positive situations to make explosive plays, and Sammy just hasn't done that. So I would rather take a a McCole Hardman who might only get 15 offensive snaps and hope he just breaks an 80-yard touchdown than put Sammy in to get his eight targets and have like 43 receiving yards. Uh, no Damian Williams. LaShawn McCoy should get the start with Daryl Williams involved. Uh, Oakland's run defense was pretty good early in the season. They've slowed down a little bit lately. Uh, but I, I don't think you can play either one of them with any confidence whatsoever. I'm avoiding LaShawn McCoy and Daryl Williams. The Patriots at the Texans, Julian Edelman's in your lineup. He's got 10 targets a game. Muhammad Sanu and Philip Dorsett are expected to play. I'm not playing either of them, even, even in a favorable matchup. Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, only guys I really want in my lineup. Michelle White, Burkhead, uh, I, I'm just avoiding that matchup at all costs, to be, to be honest. It, it's just not favorable enough, but, uh, I don't think you bench Deshaun Watkins. I could talk myself into it. I'm still playing him and DeAndre Hopkins, even in a brutal matchup. I don't think you can start another Texans pass catcher or offensive player against the Patriots. It's just not worth the risk and a must win week. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we get into the playoffs today. Hopefully uh, that's all we're talking about next week. Uh, my guy, Jay Binkley coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 